Hey everyone, welcome to the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. We are recording live from uh, Viv in Miami Beach. Very exciting. It's been great weather. It's uh, been a lot of great energy. I'm joined today by Chris Gaeta, the co-founder and CEO at Grapefruit Health. Chris, thanks for, for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. I thought it was Vive, but I've heard different oh, pronunciations. Oh, well, We talked Same about thing. it. Yeah, we talked about it earlier. I don't... And I, and even when I start saying it right, I go back to the other way, which it's, it's totally fine because it ended up being a poll for, uh, for them. Yeah. So more content, good for them. Uh, uh, well, you know, very happy that we've been given this opportunity to talk in person uh, at this event. So, so thank you to them, but uh, really excited to have you on. Would love if you could start out by telling the audience a little bit about your background and then we'll dive into more detail into Grapefruit Health. Yeah, absolutely. Um, definitely atypical background. Um, so I'm still technically uh, in college. So I'm studying economics at Swarthmore College and getting a dual degree at Penn in Philadelphia. Um, I was joke. I, I have a dorm room, although has not been uh, lived in in way too long. Um, but you know, before I found the Grapefruit, I was at a early stage healthcare venture fund, the Venture Partners, doing a lot of like early stage healthcare deals. Um, founded the company last year. And, um, you know, since then, I've had an awesome journey that I'm sure we'll talk about. But, um, you know, it's been interesting to go from investor side of the table to, to founder side of the table and seeing that that dynamic in the short span of a year here. Yeah, and I think it really helps you that you were doing it so early in your career. A lot of people will will see the investment side and then they'll go into the entrepreneurial side or they'll go entrepreneur and then get in the investor side but it takes them a lot of years to get both sides of that experience so I like the fact that you're able to get a taste of both early and use the you know experiences of both to continue you know, building out on onto your career and uh, your, your focus as an entrepreneur so that's pretty cool uh, well uh, really cool to have you here let's talk a little bit about the why how what of Grapefruit Health. You don't have to go in that order, but that's usually the order I follow, thanks to um, Simon Sinek. Uh, and then we can we can kind of go into some of uh, some of the other areas after that. Yeah, sounds great. Um, I'll, I'll start with the founding story behind it uh, and dive into more recently what we've been doing and what we're looking to do. Um, we started doing um, COVID mitigation in summer camps. Um, very unique niche space and it was something that we saw as a gap when a family friend called me and said chris there's there's no one offering telehealth covid mitigation at summer camps he, he ran a summer camp and so we started the company um early 2021 and you know very part-time bootstrapped it uh, had 15 or 20 doctors on staff we would fly people out from you know california to florida and everywhere in between and we saw within like a week of doing that, that COVID mitigation was the tip of the iceberg. It had, you know, our impact and what we're doing now was was a kind of segued from this because um, the problems that we ended up dealing with had nothing to do with COVID and continue. So when we look at the care model of a summer camp, translates directly into the care models we see with schools, colleges, and any campus setting. And that is typically you have an RN or a nurse on site um, nurses are amazing care practitioners. They are excellent at delivering and monitoring and modifying care plans. The problem is we tie their hands together. So when children present or when adults present to an RN in a campus setting, we saw really quickly that we would get calls like five or six a day um, asking for guidance from our physicians. 
Um, and it just didn't benefit everyone. It was either send the child back to camp or school or send them home. And um, we thought, well, there has to be a better way for this. And so we really formed the thesis of what we're doing now from starting in summer camp COVID mitigation, um, shifting toward really being a partner working hand in hand with those providers um, to augment telehealth um, with on-site staffing, medical assistance typically, um, at these campus settings. So, you know, our, our whole, you know, ethos, if you will, at the company is that we really want to listen to the end user. Everything we do is about how can we help, you know, the folks we're serving, which sounds pretty straightforward, but, um, you know, you'd be fairly surprised as to a lot of a lot of really well-intentioned solutions don't always, um, you know, pan out, and it's really it goes back to those end users. Um, so that's the founding story of it. We started in the summer camps, um, shifted toward um, schools, um, you know, with no sales or, or marketing. We, we've been in now 300 plus schools. Um, I'd like to say that all those were almost uh, booked from my dorm room, quite literally, um, in Philadelphia. So it's been an awesome journey to where we are today. Interesting. Uh, I mean, a lot of people are worried about going to class and a bunch of other things that college students would do. And you're like, no, I'm going to start this. Uh, number one, I'm going to first, I'm going to be on the investment side of things. And then number two, I'm going to transition from that to, to start up my own company and be busy all the time. Like, because if anyone who hasn't been an entrepreneur, they'll, they'll they don't realize, right? Like it really is uh, you have to give a, I, I feel like you have to give a piece of your, your soul almost to, uh, to be so involved in it, which is not a bad thing too. Like that sounds bad. Right. But, um, I love, love your focus. I like you chose to go into an area that is still, there's still opening. Like it's not that there's not openings in some of the other areas of virtual care, but they've been, there's been much more investment, uh, than in the pediatric space. So that was a good opportunity. Um, and I think uh, out of all the spaces that you could have addressed, like, the spaces that you're going to, I feel like you'd had opportunities to have probably very beneficial conversations with these different uh, organizations and, and, and other parties. Um, so yeah, good kudos to you on, on choosing good space. Uh, what's What's been one of the things as you've been building out Grapefruit that based out of the industry that's been frustrating to you? That's a really good question. Um, I think this answer won't surprise, will not surprise a fair amount of folks, and that's the um, the landscape of um, you know costs. So I, I think that when we look at healthcare and we look at overall the, the scope of cost, quality, and access, um, you can't have all three without sacrificing one or making a radical change. I'll, I'll credit Steve Clasco from Jefferson Health for that for that line. Um, but you know. I, I have a very interesting eye toward cost of healthcare. Um, I, I'm a firm believer in, in delivering care that's affordable to folks. Um, and so part of that and where I'm going with the frustration is, you know, going through the pains of getting in network with, you know, Blue, Aetna, you know, Aetna United, you know, Medicaid of Wyoming. Um, all of those, you know, payers, it, it's, um, it's a very interesting landscape when, quite frankly, we get when my billing, you know, head of billing calls me and says, Chris, we, we recently received about 44 checks or 45 checks from X insurance company for uh, two cents for each visit. Um, and, and so the frustrating thing is, you know, having this mission where we really want to deliver care, where there's not much care delivered. Um, you know, I call the medical deserts of, of the country, not the big cities. And, you know, having the reality of having, um, you know, 
having those relationships and those conversations with payers, it, it is frustrating. Um, I, I, I look at it a bit more optimistically that we're starting to see um, you know, the, the, the pay for play, if you will, services of the world can't touch those markets. Um, and so it's going to take, you know, a pretty innovative model, which I'd like to say we're really passionate about delivering to these communities um, to, frankly, accept insurance, um, embrace it, um, but acknowledge that there's frustrations with that. What's what's next for, for you and Grapefruit? Yeah. Um, so it would be great to graduate college. No, I'm kidding. Um, but um, partially kidding. You know, I think that the big thing on, on our end is... Um, how can we serve the, those populations, again, what I call those medical deserts? How can we serve the Boise, Idaho's, the Oklahoma cities, the Topeka, Kansas of the world, um, a lot of which we already are partnering with, um, for actual affordable care? Uh, you know, I think we're at an awesome health tech conference right now. We see so many incredible AI-driven, innovative processes that are, again, out-of-pocket costs. And when, when I physically travel to, you know, Lake County, California, or when I physically travel to really rural areas, um, that's not a reality for folks. So our, our future is driven on um, true access and meeting folks where they are, and that's really in these schools or campus-based settings. Um, I think there's a, in fact, I know there's a place for an insurance-based telehealth-enabled, not fully telehealth, but telehealth-enabled, um, vertically integrated platform, if you will, where we can leverage, you know, pretty incredible um, techno technology and telehealth platforms and devices like your Nonagons and Tidocares of the world um, while having an in-person touch with medical assistants to meet the best of both worlds. Some patients love fully virtual care, others need that in-person touch. Our next steps are really to deliver that holistic care in these congregated campus settings, physical, mental health, um, and you know, well beyond that as well. Well, I, I wish you the best of luck, uh, and hopefully we can have you come on again soon to kind of dive more into uh, the core areas of your business. But this is the, the first episode for you on Slice of Healthcare. This is your intro episode, and really appreciate that we were able to do this in person, which is uh, pretty cool. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me.